ever since last night, the Holy Spirit came upon me before I went to bed last night and I could feel his presence. And I had the picture leaning into Jesus, the person of Jesus. And I had the picture of laying my head into his chest. Communion. Communion with our Savior. And I think about the woman who came and broke the perfume and anointed him. And I think about Peter, who when he saw him from afar, put on his coat and then jumped in the water and swam to him. I think of the men who cut the hole in the roof to get to him. They didn't let anything get in their way. They didn't let anything get in their way. And because of the table, because of the table that we are about to come to, we don't have to cut holes in roofs. We don't have to break through riotous crowds. We just need to turn our hearts and say, come Lord Jesus, he is with us. And I was reminded this morning, there was a, a documentary about women, Christian women in Iran, and how the Christian movement is spreading like wildfire in the country of Iran, and it is being led primarily by women. Can we even begin to conceive of how oppressive it is to be a Christian in Iran? Can we begin to conceive of how oppressive it is to be a woman in Iran? But God moves in ways that confound the wise. He, can, he moves in ways. He, I think he takes great pleasure in doing things that don't make sense. We cannot predict what he will do and how he will do it. And he takes great pleasure in using those that you wouldn't think in ways that we cannot imagine. And one of these women moved. She had the great opportunity, and that is what it is around the world, to move to this country, to immigrate to this country. And she and her husband came. And I don't know how long they stayed, maybe 18 months. She said to him, we must return to Iran. He was like, what are you talking about? It is dangerous there. Our lives are in jeopardy. And her response was, the Christians here are sleepy. The, the Christians here are sleepy, and I don't want to be a, I don't want to fall asleep. She would rather live where persecution was strong, where danger was imminent, because her walk with the Lord was real, and it was necessary. And so this morning, as we sang about revival, he is all that he says he is, but it is we who need to be walking with eyes wide open to the assignments, to the mission of the church. We don't have to come here to, to be with Jesus. He is with us wherever we go. The church exists to go out and to take him out, to live life out, outward. And so I'm going to bring it full circle so that we can come to the table. We are going to press in to his presence this morning. Wake up, be awake, 
be awake. Let our spiritual eyes be opened. Let us be imbued with power from on high. Let us come to the table of our Lord and let us press ourselves into the embrace of our Savior. so that we can go out with mission, his mission. Before we come to the table, the scripture the Lord gave me for communion this morning was John 6, starting in verse 36. It says, And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me, he who comes to me, shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. And I think in my own personal life, when I am hungry and when I am thirsty, I am tired. I am sleepy and grumpy. And what Jesus is saying to us this morning is come to the table. Come and be revived. Come and take the sleepiness and put it away. For it says whoever comes to the table... They shall never hunger, and they shall never thirst again. For if you're feeling hungry and you're feeling thirsty, right here is where we fill up. Right, this is why we're doing this every week. Right here is where we fill up. To not have to ever, ever, ever forget what he has done for us. The bread of life, right here. So as you come forward this morning, I'd ask... Uh, if you're in this aisle or this, ro- this group or this group, come down this middle aisle here to the table. Grab your elements and then circle back around to your seats. Same thing on this side. And then if you could, just wait to take it. And I'll, we'll come back up here and we'll take communion together as a church family in just a few minutes. So come and partake. Come to the table. Father, as we read earlier, you are the bread of life. And those who come to you shall never hunger. And those who believe in you shall never thirst. So we just reflect on that for a minute. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. We had given thanks. He broke it, and he said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Let us partake. So church, just remain standing. We're going to continue to worship him. Press into him, for he is truly the bread of life. All that we need is found in him. This song brings it back full circle. We started the call to worship 
saying, stand firm and never give up. And so now we stand and we are praising heaven and we are saying, you are good. And that is a reminder to our own souls. It's a reminder to our own selves. He is good. That fact is indisputable. It doesn't change. It doesn't change. And we started off the call to worship with, if everything is crumbling around you, hold fast to Jesus. So you come to church, we worship him. And the beauty of worship is that when we turn our eyes to him, when we turn our words to him, who he is, what he's done, what happens is, is he opens up the, 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 the windows of heaven and we come and we worship him, but he begins to pour out his presence. He begins to pour out his spirit on us. And then we can go out and we can look at the broken and we can look at the hurting and we can say, he is good. He is good. He is good. Come to Jesus. Cling to Jesus. He is good. And I want you right now, right now, if you're in the valley, if you are struggling and you're walking through a battle, right now, I want you to say, wherever you are, He is good. And God is able. Say it often. And if you're at the mountaintop, it's wonderful when you're at the mountaintop. We all have victory stories. Share your victory stories. We have to be people. We have to be mountaintop people. We have to be mountaintop people. He is good. We need to stand at the mountaintops and shout it down to those in the valley. Don't give up. You're going to make it because he is good. It's not about you. Trust me, I've been there. You're going to make it because of who he is. Hallelujah. Let's sing it some more. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says that the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. But thanks be to God who gives. He gives us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. The work we've done this morning in worshiping Him is not in vain. It has not been in vain. He is good. He is faithful. He is merciful. <laughs> he is the all in all. The walk in the way of those who are in Christ is the opposite of a life in vain. If God keeps every tear, and if the prayers of his people are contained in bowls, is that right? Contained in bowls in heaven? Then our worship is eternal. The encouragement, the songs and the words of encouragement that we offer to one another, though we may not see in that person the immediate response we want to see, let us not be discouraged or grow weary in doing good. Because every offering we make out of a heart and a spirit of God living in us, it is eternal work. It is eternal work. 
every word of encouragement, every prayer offered up is eternal work. And I implore you week after week, let us not be moved by what we see. God is working. And I have never been more encouraged by those three words in my whole life. And now that I've landed on them, I'm never letting them go. God is working. Amen. And I believe it. I believe it. No matter what I see, I speak it like I mean it because I do. He is working. Yeah, but, but Pastor Liz, you don't know. You don't know how bad it is. Tell me. I'll listen to how bad it is, but it's not going to change the fact that God is working. And when you're done telling me, I'm going to tell you that God is working. God, cry your tears. It's okay. He'll put his arms around you. But no, there is nothing impossible with him. There's no struggle. There's no struggle. That when you have prayed and you have asked him to come into it, you must believe that he is working. It is our faith that moves mountains. God is not put off by our tears, but they're not particularly useful. They make us feel better, and that's important. It's not like they're not valid. But I always tell myself, cry it out, girl, and then say what is true, and remember what is true, and hold on to what is true. The goodness and the mercy and the faithfulness of God, it has been a theme for the past couple of weeks. I feel like right. it's a favorite. I'm liking, I'm liking the theme. It's a good theme. It's a good theme. Let me just end this time of worship with the scripture we did for communion. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. <laughs> leaning in, church, we're leaning in this morning. He who comes to me shall never hunger. And he who believes in me shall never thirst. Father, we thank you. You are our all in all. We thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for your precious Holy Spirit to lead us, to guide us, to direct us, who is always with us. Never once have you ever left us all alone. You are with us now. You are with us this morning, but you're with us this afternoon. You're with us while we're sleeping. You're with us while we're driving, while we're working. Even when our mind may be so far from you, you are with us. And so we thank you for your presence each and every day. We thank you for the move that you've made this morning already in our hearts and in our lives. Father, thank you for your encouragement to stand firm in the midst of all adversity, every crashing wave, every challenge, every bad medical report, for we will not be moved by what we see. Our faith is in you. And we thank you because you are a good, good God. And we worship you this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. All right, uh, kids, you are dismissed to go to your classes. Middle school, I believe you're in here with us today. And everyone else, turn around and say hello. Awesome. All right. How many ready to continue to worship the Lord? Lord giving. Amen. We, uh, we always talk about worship, and I think we think worship a lot of times. I've talked about this before. is just us 
coming together and singing, but worship is really so much more than that. It really is so much more. It's living for God with our entire lives and everything that we do. Uh, so if you need an offering envelope, just slip your hand up. We have some ushers that can serve you, or maybe you didn't get a bulletin uh, either. We can get you one of those. I want to read out of Acts 20, uh, verse 33. It says, I have coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. Yes, you yourselves know that these hands have provided for my necessities and for those who were with me. Verse 35, I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said it is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. And I think about that often and, you know, some people are more natural givers, some people are not. But I just want to encourage you. When we give, not of just not just our money, but of our time, our efforts, our talents, the things God has given us, the Bible constantly reminds us it is more blessed to give than to receive. And the blessing truly is not on the receiving end. The blessing truly is on the giving end. And I was just talking to somebody on Thursday morning, and they went to the, I think it was Haiti, for a short missions trip. This is about two weeks ago. And they went down there, and there was this guy who went down with them, and he owns a local gym. I don't, I'm not going to say which one, but he owns a gym, and he was, let's just say he was a little bit bigger than me. What's this, why are people laughing? Okay, anyway, he was bigger than me. I mean, he's got these big muscles and everything, and he went down to hang out with these children at this orphanage, and he was like, I just don't know what to do. I don't know how I'm going to connect with them. I'm not sure how it's going to go. And he wasn't quite sure what he had to give. And he was down there day one. He wasn't sure. He was nervous, even though he's this big guy and all these kids running around. Day two, he wasn't quite sure. And they said by day three, he started interacting with the kids, just in playing sports and playing with basketballs and soccers and doing things that he knew how to go do. He knew what to give at that point by Wednesday. It said that he just began to give of himself, of what he knew. And they said by Friday... There's a picture of him with kids all around him, hanging on him, trying to tackle him, 20, 30 kids trying to pull this big dude down. And there was tears coming down his face. And what he realized is it was much more blessed to give than it was to receive. And he went down there to give of himself, of his time, of his effort. And he got back so much more in return than the cost of that trip or the money he had to raise, or whatever it was. For church, it truly is more blessed to give than to receive. Let us, let us uh, pray. Jesus, Father, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you that you are good. Your mercies are good. We thank you, Father, your word says that it is more blessed to give than to receive. So, Father, we give today what you've commanded us to give. And we ask that you bless it in Jesus' name. Not just multiply it in the financial realm, but multiply the joy that we have when we give. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.